Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This very unfortunate news we got today about the death of a young infant in the crowds back last Monday uh, at the Raptors celebration. This was an infant, uh, the child that had been brought down and uh, was breastfeeding with its mother. Uh, at, at approximately uh, 1.30 in the afternoon, and this would have been in the uh, University York front area. And uh, the child obviously got into distress. Police managed to make it through with EMS people, and they used a police car to get out, got the child to hospital, but the child unfortunately perished there. Now joining me online is Mike Merriman. He is union chair for TCEU Local 416 of the Toronto Paramedics. And I'm interested very much because this is what you do. This is your job. You're the the head of the union, so you interface with everybody who does this job. Tell me your impression of the safety aspects of that celebration. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me. Um, the safety aspects were probably, uh, from what I'm hearing from my members, non-existent. It was extremely, extremely poor, uh, poorly planned. Um, uh, my medics, my members actually, sorry, feared, feared for at points were fearing for their own safety as well with uh, the potential of a very unruly crowd. Uh, Several reports that many were intoxicated or under the influence. Um, it was just, as they were reporting, was chaos, absolute chaos. Okay, um, so you, uh, what? give me some specifics. Paramedics, I mean, I, I'm a novice, I, I'm a layperson where it comes to what you do. Uh, obviously, time is of the essence where a person is in distress. When you've got mm-hmm. people jammed into a small space and they can't even get out to use facilities, much less be rescued and taken to, uh, to be treated in the event that they suffer from, who knows? It could be anything from heat stroke to a heart attack. I understand there was a cardiac arrest somewhere, and, and that, that person did not die, but uh, but still, cardiac arrest is a pretty serious thing. You have to have an avenue of approach for paramedics and uh, and first responders, and we didn't. So, what happens next time if we're planning it right, Mike? Well, to speak to the parade route, I'm that's a difficult question. I'm not a planner, obviously, but I know with the square, uh, the square itself, with Nathan Phillips. Um, with the square itself, I mean, they should have had they should have had rows uh, sectioned off uh, with barriers, with police all along those barriers. That basically, at least we could have got because we have golf carts too that can carry a stretcher, and we use those like Carabana. And basically, so that you know, could be much easier identified if somebody is ill or injured, could be uh, caught, you know waved over by the police, or we could have the paramedics on the bike squads. We have a bike squad as well going back and through for lack of better words, a pathway there, and that would have made things a lot easier to access patients and get them out of there to, uh, you know, to, to, to a hospital if need be. Plus, I mean, with Carabana as an example, 
we throw we threw more we throw more resources at the caravana parade than than we did at this uh, uh, Raptors parade. We actually have a first aid, and maybe it's two, but at least one first aid tent set up at caravana. Uh, we have all the golf carts out there. Um, there's definitely where a lot more resources put in for a lot less people. So you know, we have the first aid tent. You can have more of your minor injuries taken over to the first aid tent. We're leaving the uh the crew to go back out to service more of the citizens but it was just um there's nowhere to move there well if i'm where to go in there i well i know that and i i made a personal decision not to go down even though i don't live that far away from the downtown right. core because i thought i don't want to be in a place where i might at some point want to make an escape and not be able to so i'll right. watch it on television and i enjoyed it and that was fine but uh clearly uh, to me looking at the especially the overhead views that we were getting from uh television stations that had uh cameras in helicopters and that kind of thing uh it it was absolutely jammed and being i'm not any more i'm in fact arguably less of a professional at looking at that kind of stuff uh, than you are as a reporter once upon a time i used to be able to estimate crowd size but uh, mm-hmm. that was as many people as i could even perceive being uh, jammed into a space uh, like nathan phillips square and and it struck me that this was not something that i would feel safe in now i want to refer you back again to you keep calling it caravan i think it's now called the caribbean fest doesn't matter we know what you mean the point is somebody and it has to be some of the same somebody's sits down first responders are included and a plan was devised some number of years ago because this is not a brand new festival then we have pride parade like last week and there's a plan there and and police and first responders are in attendance and we've had incidents where people needed treatment we've never heard of anything particularly untoward with regard to the administration of medical attention when it was required why would we i know it was you know short order but why would we knowing that this was a distinct possibility when we started winning this thing uh and where there was a more than likely chance we were going to take it all the way why didn't we not start planning uh in in the same way that we do for those events good question and and you're preaching to the converted peter because i i said the same thing it's like it, and my understanding is from um I can't reveal the sources, but from reliable sources, basically this uh, uh, staffing plan, staffing model, whatever you want to call it, was like plunked down to uh, police, fire, and ambulance with with at nine o'clock in the morning, basically a day before it's going to happen or something. It's it, it sure certainly looks like one one when they won on the Thursday, it was like oh. Okay, let's start planning for this. But I agree with you totally. They should have anticipated the potential of them winning a couple of weeks before and said, okay, let's start planning this out. But it's pretty obvious to me that wasn't done. You know what's interesting? We had our TV news director, Mackay Taggart, on a couple of moments ago, and uh, he's uh, been instrumental in breaking this story in the first place, so he's got a lot of information on it. And more than that, the television guys have been covering the Raptors for uh, a couple of months because Jurassic Park was uh, jumping up and down for a couple of months, and that wasn't uh, at the level, crowd-wise, of what we saw on Parade Day and Nathan Phillips Square and so forth but it was a lot of people jammed into a small space and there were first responders there and if anything happened and i don't know that anything did then it would have been relatively easy to get people out and those things were taken into account given that you were doing that he said and i say wouldn't you have been planning for the eventuality that 
occurred? And and apparently not. Well, I do know what I again from a very reliable source is that the NBA has right in their collective agreement that whatever city happens to win, then the parade has to be, take place within three days. Because I guess they all want to get back to the, whatever city they live in, their families. But okay, fair enough. But that doesn't preclude you from like like you're saying, Peter, to plan for this a couple of weeks ahead of time in anticipation that. Maybe they will win. Um, I mean, I think it's <laughs> very haphazard and to just last minute go, oh, they won. So let's try to put this parade together in three days uh, when we could have, when there could be two million people showing up. Um, well, we've seen, we've seen, uh, we've seen, we've seen the reality of that decision. Now. Well, we have. Well, I mean, a couple of hours ago when we were planning the the program tonight, somebody showed me some pictures of other cities that had done likewise. In other words, had been previous winners, and what their parades looked like, and the the barricades, those um, fairly trusty steel um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. units that link together and keep crowds yeah. back, were uh, deployed in in a really good way on streets that I saw in other cities where you had car traffic, truck traffic, whatever was going to be in the parade, easily able to get through. So you wouldn't have had the multi-hour wait that we had to uh, see the champions come through because they had a clear passage. Whereas uh, in in our case, the buses had to keep stopping because the crowds were kind of overflowing into the streets. That's before they ever got to Nathan Phillips Square. And then in the square or the plaza or the uh, the area where, uh, in, in again, various cities... They held the the rally or the, uh, the, if you want to call it, the ceremonies, and people wanted to, all of them, sandwich in. They had it deployed in squares, small squares, again, using these barricades. And it struck me that you could easily get in and out. You're talking about with golf carts, with bicycles, on foot. And we precluded that from even happening. And that seems to be the thing that they've got to focus on. So I would hope that um, somebody in your position or uh, from your organization, along with all of the other organizations that have to be involved, would be long before the eventuality occurs, and even if it doesn't, because better safe than sorry, uh, involved in a plan for the next time that doesn't put anybody's life in danger. There's no way of knowing if this child would have survived anyway. That's not the point. The point is we had a child in distress and we didn't uh, get to him in an appropriate amount of time, live or die. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I'm, you know, I, Peter, I hope we're, I actually do hope we're going through it again next year. Yeah. I hope the Raptors do it again. It's but, fun time. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from that. But. Exactly. But I hope they've learned their lesson and, uh, you know, plan appropriately uh, if, if uh, hopefully they win it again next year. Absolutely. Well, that's learn not the Raptors. That's, that's the various first responders and the people in the city structure that do this kind of planning. And, yeah, you're right. We have to be ready. Mike Merriman, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much for having me, Peter. Have a good night. All right, you too. Mike Merriman is a union chair for the TCEU Local 416 of Toronto Paramedics, and obviously his opinions are right along with ours and everybody we've spoken to on this subject.